We All Have One, a podcast that isn't afraid to discuss the stories that we all have, even the really messy ones. From business ideas to overbearing in-laws to dreams of leaving your crappy job, come along for epic stories along tangible advice for succeeding and surviving through life's unfiltered moments. I'm your host, Corey McFadden, recovering business owner, industry pioneer, and mama blogger who has seen it all along the way. And let's just say, I am not afraid to share what I've learned from my experiences and mistakes, which means you don't have to. All you got to do is listen, grab a coffee or hell, a tequila is probably better. And let's get to this week's saga turned life lesson. Well, hello, here we are. Episode one of We All Have One, my podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited about this project. It means a lot of different things to me. Um, and that I'm actually doing this is, I can't believe it, just to be quite honest. It's funny, you do this episode in your head a million different ways because it's the first one. And you're like, how am I going to start it off? What's the perfect opening? And the truth is, there isn't one. You just need to do it. Because I've decided and I've made a very thoughtful decision that I was going to share my story through this platform. I've done all the legwork. I've created a glossy graphic. I've done my research. I've scoped out my show and what I want to offer to you. But then it becomes time to really do it. And the only other time I've ever experienced this type of feeling of excitement and nervousness and something new was when I opened my first business 15 years ago. And to feel that same feeling again that you never know if you're going to experience again is really awesome. So thank you for being here and part of that. Okay, let's do this. So if you listen to my trailer, you got an idea about what the show is going to be about. But today what I'm going to do is really scope out our plan and what we're going to do together over the next 10 episodes and why I'm here. Um, so I wanted to use this platform to really dig deep into some topics that Quite honestly, they just aren't. We've created so many verticals with social media and this kind of world that we're in that they're great. The girl boss movement, the motivation, getting you going, excited. But the problem is, is that the other part of the story is missing. We've glorified all of these different things, such as entrepreneurship, blogging, really those those two but we've glorified them in a way that they're glossy and you aspire and you set your goals and you chase but when you get in it you're like what the fuck nobody ever told me this no one ever said this no one ever said to plan for this what the actual fuck and that's normal because I said those words every single day. And sorry, mom, I know you're here with me, but the truth is when you're an entrepreneur, fuck basically becomes your middle name because you're going to be dropping it left and right because 
the things that come your way and the unforeseen future is so exciting and motivating, but it's also scary as shit. And when you're in that place, you need to know that one, you are not alone. You are not navigating new waters. Someone else has been there. Someone has felt that. And those people have also come out on the other side. And sometimes it's just those words you need to hear and know. Because when you're in it, everything seems so unrelatable. No one will understand. You don't get it. But the truth is, is that there are people that get it. And so what I want to do is I want to dive deep into what you need to really think about if you're going to launch a business and what that's going to entail in those first couple years. So this platform here might serve you in different ways. You might have no interest in starting a business, but maybe your partner does. And I really, really beg you then to listen, because I'm going to share a lot of advice with you that otherwise you would have never processed things in this way. Because when you're with an entrepreneur or you are an entrepreneur, it's a different world and it's really hard and it's really lonely. And while yes, it can be beautiful and glossy and hell, I had a reality show on VH1 that was just about me and my business. I have more press than I could have ever dreamt of. I've been on the cover of a magazine. I've done some of the coolest things. And while I am forever grateful for all of that, there is a lot that I have never shared ever with anybody except for my close, close unit around me. And even some things that I'm going to share with you guys throughout these episodes will probably surprise them. And the reason for that is, is that when you make a conscious choice to become your business, and we will get into this too, about having a business and being your business, you're silenced in many ways, especially today. You also have to play the part. You have to be in people's eyes what they want you to be. You have to do everything you can do in order to capture and new business, grow your business, serve your employees, create a culture. It's a lot. And these are all things that I will talk through in depth so you can really think about them if you're at that pivotal point of deciding to go into business for yourself. And so what I'm going to do today is I will be telling you more about myself throughout these episodes, um, but I'm going to give you just like a little like elevator pitch of who I was for the last 15 years. In 2004, I had a light bulb moment. I was 22 years old, actually 21. I was getting ready to graduate college and I was majoring in fashion design. I was working late one night, working on a pair of pants that I was ready to burn because I had put about, I don't even know, well over 300 man hours because I had this very ambitious design um, that I was after. And 
I was about 90% through and I was over the pants. I just didn't want to see him again. And I was sitting in my kitchen. My kitchen was basically my living room and my closet. It was a small studio. And I had this light bulb moment that I was going to revolutionize consignment. This was in 2004. This was pre-social media. The only social media decision you were making back then was what MySpace song would represent your page well. Um, But there was no, no social media. This is equivalent to like Oregon Trail days, if you think about it, to where we've become in the last decade. And I had this light bulb moment that I was going to revolutionize consignment. I was going to bring consignment online through eBay. And all these flashes came to me. And I've always been someone that's been able to navigate off of their gut. I'm spiritually connected. I've grown a lot throughout the years. But I always know when something's different. And I knew this was different. And so I went to bed that night. I woke up the next morning. And that morning when I woke up, I was, I was out to revolutionize consignment. I didn't know much about it. I knew a lot about fashion. And I had a lot of ambition. I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I'm one that believes that entrepreneurship is not learned. I think it's uh, something that, while yes, you can learn techniques and you can learn certain skill sets, it's in your blood. If you're an entrepreneur, that's you. You live it, you breathe it, it's how you think, it's how you process. And that's always been me. I've always been looking for a niche to fill ever since I was six years old. From hosting a carnival to selling candy on the school bus when they got rid of the vending machines to convincing one of my teachers to take me to Mexico and selling candy in front of Walmart. I mean, I I can tell you stories for days. And these are all, you know, when I was under 12, (laughs) when I just rattled off there. So I was one that I knew that this was something. And so that next day I went into school and I decided that I was going to start a business. And um, I started to think it out. And I had a teacher who was one of my portfolio um, teachers, and she was fabulous. And she said, you know what? I believe in you. And if you want to write your portfolio project around this, I'm, I'm here to support you. And she was great. And I was like, awesome. It's what I needed, along with money, of course. But I was on to something, and I knew it. And I went to my program director, and she told me it was the single worst idea she had ever had. And uh, yeah. I basically used that as my fuel, and that is what became my motivator, which I still look back and I'm like, holy shit, I was 21, getting ready to graduate. The most important person in my education at that time shot down my idea. Most people would have been like, ah, you're right, it is a bad idea. And instead I was like, fuck off. Yeah, right. No way. You're jealous. This is is what what my thought process was. And while she probably thought I was crazy, and, you know, I was, I was 21, but that's the ambition that you want to fuel. Those are the people that you want to motivate, and you, you want to hear more before you shoot down an idea. And rather than listening and trying to guide me, she just shot me down. So I quickly realized that her opinion didn't matter, because if she would have provided me with some insightful feedback and actually given me reason to maybe second guess this and think it through rather than shoot me down, then I would have taken her opinion a little more seriously. But I could see through her. And this was also an educator who had never worked in the industry, had always just been an educator. 
So she hadn't been out there. And well, the rest is history. I went to one of my friends who was actually a dear friend um, who had a lot of money and he was in a very successful industry, um, totally different, obviously, than this, because this wasn't even an industry at the time. And I told him my idea, and he said, this, this is good. Let's be partners. So I said, okay, great, cool, great. I got the money. I didn't really know what that meant at the time um, or what I signed up for, but it was enough to get my idea off the ground. Now, if I was to step back, you know, into that day, I would probably tell you that you really, if you're going to go in a partnership, need to understand what that means and where that money is coming from and what the expectation is. And because we were friends, which is also another thing, it's, I don't ever recommend going into business with a friend ever, but I am forever thankful for him for doing this because otherwise I would have never had the career that I had in this industry. So he was in it with me. He said, let's do this. I said, awesome. So I was approaching graduation. I skipped my college graduation. I flew to New Orleans to attend an eBay live conference because I had decided that we were going to resell designer items on eBay because that was really the only platform that existed for selling items, especially at the time. And I was off. I missed my college graduation. I went to New Orleans. I got what I needed. I came back over the next 90 days. I hammered out all the details and I opened my first retail store October 1st, 2004. 2468 North Clark, Chicago, Illinois, 60614. And holy cow, um, <laughs> you guys, the way that I did it is not the way I would ever recommend that you do it. But it works when you're a certain age. Because I was so young and I was 21 and I was already used to eating my regular diet of broccoli and cheddar soup at Panera, it was under $5 and you got a baguette. It filled you up. It was perfect. I was living that college budget. I had nothing to lose. I wasn't in a relationship with a family, with a mortgage, with obligations. I wasn't there yet. I was living that low bar lifestyle and um, it worked because straight out of college, that's when you do it, my friends, or even if you don't go to college, whatever your choice is, when you are young, that's the time to hammer hard before those obligations come into your life because it's all about you and you can be selfish in that way and you can make those sacrifices and you can fall flat on your face and you can learn those lessons that really sting, that's a good time to do them because it's just about you. So remember that. I don't know how old my listeners are here, but if you're in that age bracket, don't get distracted by the fun and the gloss. Learn your lessons. Get in deep. Dive in. And that's exactly what I did. Over the next year, I worked so hard. I'll never forget um, when I opened the door, my first client that walked in brought in a big bin of Beanie Babies. Not looking very hopeful now, was it? So I knew I had a lot of work ahead of me, but I knew when I was building this business before I went into business that I was onto something because I had created a niche. 
and this is my first lesson here today, and one of the most important ones, is that we all have a lot of really great ideas. Some of us have really great talents. Maybe you bake the best cookie you've ever eaten, or you do the best handstand of any yogi. You have a product that could revolutionize a market. You have a product that could revolutionize a market. You have a niche. You need a niche. So if you do the best handstand and you're a yogi, what sets you apart from all those other yogis that do great handstands? What sets you apart from all those other cookies that taste so good? Is it your packaging, your marketing? What is it? It's got to be something because not only do you need a niche and to understand who your target is, you need to serve a purpose. And you need to be different because the truth of the matter is, is that 90% of small businesses fail. They fail. That's nine out of 10. That's not being negative Nancy. That's just being the reality. So when you're going into the market, you got to be offering something solid because there's tons of data research out there. And over 45% of products that are launched are not needed. When you're looking at 45% or approximately of products that are launched that there's no need for, that's a lot of wasted time, effort, energy, and money. So if you've got something good and then you've got a niche, then you need to do your research and you really need to understand what does your niche entail? Who are the people that you admire? Who are doing it well? What can you learn from them? Who are the people that you don't think do it very well? What can you do better than them? And where can you create your place and your landscape out there? Because if it's not there, there's no business. And a lot of times what happens is we're really good at something and then we have outsiders convince us that we need to make it a business. So. If you're really good at baking, that doesn't mean that you need to own a bakery. You can just be the badass on the block that makes the bake sale bomb. And that's your glory. And you love it because the point is that you love it. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to turn a hobby in something that you thoroughly enjoy into a business that then is going to become cluttered with so many other outside forces and things that have to have your attention that aren't the actual core of what you love. And it can kill it for you. And when we have something that we really enjoy, and maybe it's a side hobby that we make some good extra cash on, but it's not a business. It's just a hobby that you're able to essentially capitalize on. That's a great thing. And that's something to be extremely proud of and for some reason has lost its luster along the way because we've glorified entrepreneurship and you got to do it yourself. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that not everyone is cut out to do it for themselves and not everyone wants it to be a business and that's okay. So As you are analyzing the niche that's out there, the demand, the need for what you do, is it there? Also consider that because it's very important and it's important to protect those things that are sacred to us and that bring us happiness. And just because you enjoy it 
doesn't mean it has to be a business. So you can have your day job that serves you and does what it needs to do. And then you have your hobby that you love and you're able to balance and not carry that fiscal pressure of the overhead of your own business. You're living the life. You're doing it right. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Okay. But if you're like, you know what? I want to start a business. That's awesome. That's great. And you can kick ass and you can do your own thing and you can run it. And there's a place for you if there's the right niche and the right opening in the market. So just remember that. Don't let anyone ever talk you into something. Make sure it's your journey, not anyone else's. Okay. So you're like, okay, you know what? I've got a niche. I am providing value to the market. I'm solving a problem. I want to do this. All right, let's do this. So the next step is to evaluate the impact of you going into business that it's going to have on you personally. This means your family, your personal life, your finances. How will this impact you? Do you bring home a paycheck currently? Are you thinking about leaving your job? So if you do, how will that fiscally impact you and your family if you have one? Do you have enough savings to get through for 12 to 18 months, plus the unforeseens that come up? These are all things that you need to truly consider before you take the plunge. And the truth of the matter is, is that the older you get, the more responsibilities you have. So to touch on my point back earlier, when it's just you, you can take those risks. But when you add in a husband or a wife, you add in children, tuitions, mortgages, car payments, all those, you know, fun things that adulting brings along, they're very real. And every single one of those light items has to be considered. Don't say, oh, I'll get to it or, oh, we'll figure that out. You don't want to be figuring those things out in the moment or otherwise it's going to be impossible for you to be successful. It's really hard. So if you're on that broccoli cheddar baguette diet, you can eat for under $5 a day and you're already living in a studio and you've leaned your life down to every possible way and you can jump in, do it. Yes. But if you have those responsibilities, please really think them through. And sometimes you're just going to work into it in phases. So it can still be a business without quitting your job. It can still be a business without making the full-time transition. But it will impact you in certain ways that we will also talk about here shortly. So you've evaluated, you've got your savings, your partner's on board. This is one that's really important. If you have a partner, I'm talking um, a husband, a wife, a fiance, a life partner, whoever you've committed your life to in some form or fashion, you make decisions together. This is very important. You're on the same page. Because the sacrifices that are going to be made at some point will be nearly impossible for that person to understand. But if they love you and they're supporting it, they will seek it through with you. Now, if they're not on board, they're going to hold it over your head and you're going to have friction at home faster than you could ever imagine. And when you've got friction at home and you're trying to build a business, it's really hard. 
So remember that it's not something you just jump into if you've committed your life to a partner. It's something that you guys discuss and you need to do together. Otherwise, it probably will have repercussions and they're not always pretty. Okay, so everyone's on board. We're happy. We're smiling. We're motivated. We've got our niche. Our partner's arms are locked with ours. We're ready to conquer the world. Okay, now we need to set some tangible and realistic goals, okay? Real ones, right? Nine out of 10 startups fail, and most likely there will be no immediate return, all right? You still on board? Good. So I read something in a forum the other day that I actually couldn't even believe it. Well, I could, but I couldn't. It was someone that was seeking feedback, but not really, because she had opened an e-commerce site and she had bought all the right inventory and was doing all the right things. And it's been 60 days and she hasn't sold through her inventory yet. And I thought to myself, well, are you freaking kidding me? Of course you haven't sold through your inventory yet. So I went and dug a little deeper, went into her website. It's all immediate errors on the homepage that just shouldn't be there. Went into the photos, poor quality photography. Um, and I'm asking myself, why, why is she asking this question? Like, how can she not see these things, you know? And so um, this is where it's really important that you also get individuals that will be real with you. So when you're setting these goals, find someone to keep you in check. Someone that's going to say, eh, actually, no. I know you had a goal to get your site up by this date, but it does not look ready to launch. You need to hold on that. Because if you just go with it and you're not getting any feedback, well, you find yourself in a forum confused why you haven't sold your inventory in 60 days, which is not a sign of you setting a realistic goal to begin with. Because the truth of the matter is, is that you should know there's going to be no immediate return ever. And if there is, well, wow, you reinvented the wheel. And when you're starting a new business, you also have to continue to grow, which requires more money and more money and more money. So as you're setting these goals for yourself, it's important to really think through the financial growth for the first at least three years. What does that look like? What do you need? And what we're going to do when we get into these episodes is I will talk you through things to consider, different types of insurance, unforeseen expenses, rotor the line needs to get rotted because someone's not following the instructions and flushing their tampons. Yes, not pretty, but guess what? It happened to me every six months. And so it became a line item that I would just budget in, but it was an unforeseen item for a while. These are things that are expensive and that you have to plan for. And so it's important when you're setting these goals that they're not only goals, but they are realistic. So you have an expectation going in that isn't overambitious and isn't just filtered down basically and and bullshit. You want to be honest with yourself. So here's an exercise I'm going to wrap this up with. You need to be resilient going into this and you have to prepare yourself for challenges that you never in your wildest dreams could have foreseen. And that's the truth. And so 
during this process that you're brainstorming out these things that I've given you today, ask yourself, what is making you uncomfortable and uneasy? What is it? What's giving you the anxiety? Because it's there. It should be there. You should be scared shitless. That's the truth. So what, what's making you feel uncomfortable? What is it? Is it hiring? Is it raising capital? Is it risking your savings? Is it trying to find a retail space? Is it putting yourself out there? What, what is it? And, and listen, because the answer will always come. Because when you sit with yourself and you're truthful and you ask this question, your conscious is going to give it right back. It's going to give you your answer. Write it down. Be aware of these things. Be aware of your fears. Be aware of what is making you stay up at night. And be honest with yourself. That is the most important thing that you can do throughout this entire process is be honest with yourself. Because I am going to be honest with you for this series. And I'm going to tell you some stories that will make your head spin, spin. And I'm also going to tell you some rewards that were just awesome. But if you're honest and true, you're going to be able to tap in to your intuition and your gut because that is the most important thing you can have in business. That is what is going to guide you, friends. And we're going to work on conditioning it and we're going to work on discovering it But the only way to do this is to be 100% truthful with yourself. So with that said, I gave you a lot and I would tell you to go back and listen to this episode twice, but I know time is valuable, but listen to this episode twice. You just listen to it and then listen to it when you're in a different mindset and take notes, and see how they compare. Because you're also going to get to know yourself when you're in an emotional heightened place and when you're cool and calm. And when you're cool and calm is when you should be consuming this podcast, but do it whenever you can. But we're going to do things together that have helped me tremendously. I'm going to end this with letting you know that I ran my business for 15 years. I remained self-funded for 15 years. Self-funded, multi-million dollar business. Had over 35 employees at any given time. And I have been through some crazy shit, you guys. Last year, I took control of my own path and my destiny. And I was able to step away from my business I made a decision that shocked many. I closed. And I was able to make a conscious decision for myself to step away and decompress. And I've lived the last year removed from the noise. And I've been able to assess things in a totally different light. And I believe in my heart what I am bringing to you is of tremendous value. It is thoughtful, it has been lived, it is authentic, and it is fucking real. So, while yes, there are some great things out there as motivators and shows, please be careful for what you consume, and know that not everything is easy. 
but things are always okay and that we come out and that they can be so good. But when you're in the thick of it, it is lonely and it is hard and you are not alone. And with that said, you can always find me outside of this podcast. You can always DM me. You can email me. I am here. I am a voice. I'm sorry. I am ears. (laughs) I'm here to listen, but also be a voice if you need me to be. So you can always email me at weallhaveonepodcast.com. You can find me on Instagram at Corey McFadden. You can find me on my blog at Glitter and Bubbles. And I'm out there. So I've put myself out there. I know that comes with judgment. I know that comes with a certain level of sacrifice, but I'm here to make it because I know what I'm giving is needed and I wish it would have been there for me, but I am so happy that I can give it to you. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Dante32 for producing this outstanding podcast so I can bring you something that sounds of tremendous quality because I will let you know, my friends, that I am recording in my closet. Yes, my closet. Not my secret. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to dive into this. And with that said, here we go. I know you hate to see me coming, but love to see me leave. I know why you never walk in front of me. You trying to check me out, check me out, check me out. Go ahead and check me out, check me out, check me out. Yo.